Welcome to this series from Resurrection Life Church in Granville, Michigan. You know, I'm originally from the beautiful state of Washington. Is there anybody from the West Coast or have family from the West Coast here? Let me see your hand. Anybody? Make a little bit of noise. Yeah, that's my man back there. So I'm from Washington State, born and raised. Um, and uh, I moved here with my wife in 2012. Um, but before I moved here, I, I visited West Michigan about two times. But when I moved here for the very first time, um, you know, I was very unfamiliar, of course, with how to get around. Um, if I wanted to go get something to eat, if I wanted to go to the store or go to the mall, I had to ask my wife to take me or my lovely in-laws to take me. But when I finally found a job, which wasn't too late, it, wasn't, it didn't take too much time, thank God, uh, I had to be there at 6.30, and although they really loved me, they weren't about to wake up at 6 before 6.30 a.m. and take me to work at 6.30 a.m. But thank God there's this thing called GPS. Has anybody heard of a GPS? I think most of us have here. And, uh, you know, it's a little device. It stands for Global Positioning System. It's a little device you can buy. You know, you put it in your car. But nowadays, you don't need to even buy that device because you get a little smartphone. And uh, I, got, I got right here my maps, the last thing I did. And you just type in the directions. You just type in the destination or where you need to go. And, and you just, that, that GPS will take you where you're trying to go. The title of my sermon today is called GPS, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. You see, we need a GPS in, in just life to get places we need to get to. Um, and, and I really, as I was meditating and praying about this and just really thinking about it, uh, we need a GPS when we don't know how to get to where we need to go. We may know where we need to go, but we don't know how to get there, so you need a GPS. Or you may need a GPS when it's too late and you thought you knew where you were going, but really you didn't know where you were going and you were just telling everybody else in the car you knew, but you really didn't know. And then you got lost and you're like, man, maybe I should use that little GPS thing to get unlost. You know, and so uh, you, need it, you need that GPS to, to, for those two reasons. Um, but here's the truth. In life, everybody is on a path. We are on a road. We are on a way. The path of life, we're going somewhere. You know, there's different seasons in life. There's different times in life to where the Lord is leading us to a specific direction or a specific place. And then, you know, that stage might finish and, and he may lead you somewhere else or do something new with you or in your life. You see, God's got a plan for every single one of us. The truth is that God has a, a big plan for everybody, a general plan. The general will of God is what we call it. And that is that everybody would come to the, to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and receive his son. God's number one desire and God's number one will for our lives and purpose for our lives is to become a part of his family. Amen, somebody. It's to become part of God's family and we do that through Jesus Christ. But once you are part of God's family... You know, God's got a specific plan and a specific purpose for your life. And uh, we need some help for that. And, and here's what it says in, in John chapter 14, verse 16 through 18. It says, and I will pray the Father, this is Jesus talking, and he will give you another helper, capital H, helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth, or in other words, the Holy Spirit, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. 
For he dwells with you and he will be with you. And I just love this part. It says he will not leave you as orphans. It's not like, you know, Jesus left and he said, good luck. You know, we, we did what we needed to do. You're part of the family. And from here on out, good luck. I hope you figure it out. You know, it wasn't like that. He said, you know, I'm leaving, but I'm going to bring somebody that can help you. You know, in fact, he, he, he is the spirit of truth and he is also called your helper. Aren't you glad that, that God has given, so, given us somebody to help us in this path of life, whether it's gearing us or, or directing us or simply just helping us with what we need to do? See, just like you need help from the GPS to get some places in life, we need the help of the Holy Spirit to get to places in life in our walk with God. You see, GPS stands for Global Positioning System. I love that word positioning because I believe that the Holy Spirit is the one who positions you in the walk or in the purpose that God has for your life. He is the positioner. He is the one who will guide you and say, this is what you should be doing. This is where you should be going. Let me help you with this. You have a built-in GPS inside of you. And this GPS, let me tell you, is a lot smarter than a smartphone. Amen, somebody. Because listen, listen to this. Listen to this. In order for a GPS to work, you need to put in the, coordinate, the, the, the direction to where you need to go, the address. If you don't have the address, then the GPS really can't help you. In other words, the GPS is as good to you as much as you know how to use it. You know, if you don't know where you're going, then the GPS can't really help you. If you don't know the address to where you need to go to, then it can't figure out that path for you. But the Holy Spirit can take you to the destination that you need to go to even though you don't know where that, where that exact destination is. You can trust the Holy Spirit that as you are guided, as you are led by him, that he is taking you to that direction, to that destination that where God has planned for your life and where you need to be. Because he is, he is God. John 16 verse uh, 13 says this. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. The Holy Spirit will tell you things to come. And what I want to do tonight is give you a, full, a few things that you can take with you uh, of how to uh, tap into that built-in GPS that you have. But before we do that, we got to establish a couple things about the Holy Spirit because if you've been around church or you haven't been around church, chances are you got a few ideas about who the Holy Spirit is. And number one that we have to know about, about him is that he is a person. He is a person. He is not just a thing. He is not just a force. Uh, raise your hand if you ever heard this, the power of the Holy Spirit. Raise your hand. Let me see. Yeah, I think most of us have heard that. The power of the Holy Ghost, you know, back in the day, now we say Holy Spirit. But, you know, we think about that and we think, man, he's, is he really a ghost or is he, is he, is he a, a spirit only? Or, or maybe he's just the power that I need. And, and, and if, you don't, if you only see the Holy Spirit as just a power and not a person and not really God, then it might be hard to be led by this person who is God. The fact is that 
uh, he, he, he has personal attributes. The Bible talks about not grieving the Holy Spirit. In other words, uh, not, not making the Holy Spirit sad because of the decisions we might make or the things we might do. We know that we shouldn't do this, but we do it anyway. The Bible says that you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can hurt the Holy Spirit. He has personal attributes. The truth is that the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Godhead. And, 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 and he not only is the power of God, but he is God who brings power, who brings the very presence of God in your life. The second thing we need to know about the Holy Spirit is that he is supernatural. He is supernatural. And because he is supernatural, he may do things supernaturally. You know, uh, let me say this. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. Let's be real. I mean, uh, we, we all seen it. You know, there's some people who just, you know, they're excited about God. And, and, and we might see that and judge that and say, man, I don't know if I want that. I don't know if I want to get close to that. I don't know if I really, you know, need the Holy Spirit. But, but he's not weird. He's God. He's supernatural. And, and he might do some things that you might not understand with your mind because he is not contained to this mind. Here's what it says in Isaiah 55. It says, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. And so he's, he, he, he is God. He is, he is a person, not just a thing. And when you understand that, when you approach the Holy Spirit, when, you're, when, you, when we're talking about being led and, and, and tapping into the GPS that's inside of you, uh, you can, you, the, the way we got to do this is we got to seek God. But if you only see him as just a power and a force and as a weird thing from, from, from God, then it might be uh, difficult to be able to receive help from the helper from what God has given you. Here's a few things that we need to know. I want to share with you four things with the time we have left of how to really tap into your, your built-in GPS. Because how many of you know you can have a fancy GPS in your car, you can have a nice smartphone, but if you don't know how to use it, it's really not going to do any good to you, right? And so many of us have the Holy Spirit. If you have God, if you have received Jesus in your life, the Bible says that you have the Spirit of God inside of you. And so if, if you are part of the family of God and, and you, 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 you are a Christian, you are a believer, you, you, you believe in God, you've received Jesus Christ, then the Bible says that you have the spirit of God abiding in you. And that is the spirit of truth. That is the Holy Spirit. But how, how do I know, Pastor Daniel, how do I know if I take this job or I make this move or I stay or I go? How do I know if it's God, if it's me or the devil or, or, or I don't know, if I don't know what it is. You see, when you know that you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and you know that he's here to help and you know that he is a good God and he's got great plans for your life, he's got a specific purpose for your life then you can, you, can, you can come to him and seek him and talk to him and also receive from him. So here's four things for you if you're taking notes. Number one is the Holy Spirit will always lead by the word of God. By the word of God. Let me, see it this, let me say it this way. He will never tell you something different than what the word of God says. When I say the word of God, I'm talking about the Bible. I'm talking about the scriptures. 
Here's what it says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 7. It says, there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. The Word is Jesus, okay? Capital, capital W, the Word. It, it's the Father, Jesus, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And it says these three are one. In other words, they bear witness with each other. They never come into, uh, they never contradict each other. If, if, if God the Father says something and Jesus says another thing, then it, it wouldn't really be from God. It, it is whatever the Father says, that's what the Son says, and that's what the Holy Spirit will say. And so he always leads by the word of God. If it is written, if it is written, you don't have to say, Lord, is this your will to do this? Let me give you an example. I think all of us have been cut off in the, while we're driving at one point or the other, right? I mean, we were driving, minding our own business, and someone might cut us off. And I don't know about you, but, you know, that, that can get me a little, a little upset, a little irritated. Now, if someone were to do something bad to you, whether it's cutting you off or maybe, maybe offending you, doing something that, that hurts you, you don't have to ask the Holy Spirit. You don't have to be led to the Holy Spirit and say, God, is it your will that I do something to straighten this guy out? You know, it, it, you don't really got to ask that question. Why? Because it's written, you know, do good to those who curse you. Pray for those who persecute you. And he says, Love your enemies. Jesus talked to us about this and he said, you know, anybody can do good to those who do good to you. But what I'm telling you to do is not just do good to those who do good to you, but to love your enemies. To pray for those who are even doing bad. So that's written. That's, that's what the word of God says. So we never have to come to a place and we say, God, give me something so I can straighten this person out. Because what they're doing is wrong. No, it's, it's how many of you guys know, it's the goodness of God. That brings man to repentance. And so if it is written, we don't really have to ask ourselves, you know, is it the word of God? You know, talking about the GPS, um, when, you, when you become familiar about something, you know, when I, when I started working uh, back in 2012, when I first moved here to West Michigan, I needed my GPS for a few days to get to my work, okay? But after like three or four days, it became familiar to me. I didn't really need to punch in the GPS and use the GPS so much anymore. Because why? Because I've been there. I've been there. I, I, I drove to work and I drove back home. I drove to work and I drove back home. When you are living in the word of God, when, when, when the Holy Spirit has revealed to you a truth in his word, then you don't have to go back to him and say, is this your will, God? Why? Because that has been revealed to you already. This has been, you've been there already. This, this has been a truth that he's shown you already. I've, I've been there and I've been back. And so it's always by the word of God. The Holy Spirit will never tell you something that goes against the scriptures. That's number one. Number two is that he leads by peace. He leads by peace. Here's what it says in Colossians chapter 3 verse 15 in the amplified version. It says, let the peace, the soul, the harmony which comes from Christ, rule or act as umpire continually. I, I love that. Uh, you know, how many of you guys watch baseball or know a little bit about baseball? There's a guy called the umpire who's behind the batter, right? And what does he do? He calls the shots. If the ump says it's good, then it's good. If the ump says it's out or a strike, then it's a strike. And if he says that it's a, it's, it, it's a foul ball, then it's a foul ball. 
If he says it's a ball, then it's a ball. And so he's calling shots and he says, the Bible says, just like an umpire calls shots in the game, peace can help you call shots in your life. It says this, let it act as an umpire continually in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds in that peaceful state. I don't know about you, but I've, I've had questions, you know. I've had questions, God, is this your will? God, what do I do now? God, is this, is this where you're leading me? Is this where you're leading my family? But this is what it says. It says, let that peace decide and settle all of those questions you have. You know, peace is something supernatural. Peace goes beyond uh, what you can understand just with your head. It's, it's, it's beyond head knowledge. It's beyond, uh, let, me, let me figure this out and make sure that it will all work out. Now, I'm not against wisdom. I believe we need to use wisdom, right? You know, but, but there is also uh, a peace that's inside of you. You know, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. If, if it's God leading you to do it, let me give you a hint. There's going to be peace there. But if it's not God, let's just say it's the devil. Let's just say this is a terrible idea. It's a trap. It's not going to be peace because the devil never brings peace. What he brings is chaos and confusion. And so peace is for the true peace, which passes all, surpasses all understanding, is from God. That, that is the peace that we can, we can use, that we can go off, we can allow that peace to cause some shots in our lives. You know, you got to ask yourself, um, you know, if it's in the word of God, okay, I, I can go off of that right there, number one. Number two, do I have peace about it? Do I have peace about it? And, and when we're talking about being led and making decisions, uh, let me give you some really good advice if you're married or one day you're going to be married. Uh, when you make a decision that's going to make a change in your life or in your family, do it with your spouse. First you pray to God and then you come into agreement with your spouse. You know why? Because God honors that. God honors that. Even if you guys were to make the bad and the wrong decision, let's just say, because that happens, that can happen. We can miss it, right? We're not perfect. But let's say we make the wrong decision, right? Let's say that we thought this was right. But, but you made it with your spouse. You made it with your wife. You made it with your husband. And you said, let's do this together. Let me tell you something. Even if you made the wrong decision, even if you did the bad decision, but you did it together, God will honor that. There's no room for blame. You can't say, well, I told you we shouldn't have made that decision. I told you. You know, uh, back when we were living in Washington, uh, I really wanted a motorcycle. I, I, and I, and, I, and I, I talked to my wife, Anna. I said, I said you got to let me get this motorcycle. Man, there's, this is a great deal. Like there's only, there's only a 1,000 miles on it, and this is what they're wanting for it. It's like a steal. And she's like, I don't think it's a great idea. I don't think that we can afford this right now. And I said, and here's what I said. I, pulled, I whipped out this card. I don't know if you ever whipped this one out. I said, I said we don't have kids yet. And when we have kids, and I, we're not going to be able to have a motorcycle until they're like 18 or something like that. So I was like, let me just do this because, you know, we're, we, we, can, we can do this, but we don't, we don't have kids right now. And, and I, I was just like, I was persistent. I kept asking, I kept asking. And, and, and we never came into agreement, but, but she's so awesome. She, said, she says, you know what, if you, if you want to do it, that's fine, but just know that I'm not in agreement with it. 
you guys don't want to know what I did? I bought the motorcycle. <laughs> he said, come on, you're a pastor. I wasn't a pastor then, so it's all right. But uh, I bought the motorcycle, and sure enough, sure enough, it was a bad move, you know, because I enjoyed it for a little bit, but then, you know, I ended up having to sell it, and, and God called us to come this way. But, but thank God for a good wife. Come on, somebody. You know, because uh, she loved me through it. She had mercy on me. But uh, when you make a decision that you are not in agreement with, that there's not peace on both sides, then there's room for blame there. But when you do it together, there's no room for pointing fingers. There's no room for I told you so, but it's no, we did this together. And because we did this together, then we can come out of this together. Amen. So peace. You ask yourself, what is, you know, peace, peace. You can have peace even when everything is going crazy around you. You can have peace on the inside. It goes beyond that. Number three is by his voice. By his voice. First Kings. First Kings uh, chapter 19, verse 11. Then he said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And a great and strong wind tore into the mountains. And it broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord. But God was not in the wind. And after the wind, there was an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, there was a fire. But he was not in the fire. And after the fire, there was a still, small voice. You know, sometimes when we, we're trying to hear what God is saying, we look for something spectacular and miraculous and huge, but the reality is that the Holy Spirit lives where? Inside. We're tapping into the GPS that's built inside of you already, and you can just tap into that still, small voice where you can become familiar with that voice as you grow in your relationship with God, you begin to, to realize, you know, I believe that's God. Because last time, you know, it sounded a little bit like something like this. It felt a little bit something like this. And I can go off of that. And so it's by his voice. Number four and the final point is by faith. Is by faith. You know, sometimes... You know, you get to the point, you say, Pastor Daniel, I've done this before. You know, I've seen that in the word it's good. You know, I, I have peace about it. You know, and, and, and uh, I, I believe or I think I'm hearing his voice. But number four is you just got to take a step of faith sometimes. Sometimes you just got to take a step into the direction you believe or you feel like God is leading you. And after you take that step, you, you evaluate again. You say, God... Do I got peace? I, I, I've already been there. It's in the word of God. But is there peace there? I took a step. Is there peace there? Uh, you know, do I, do I hear your voice there? Okay, all right, I think I am. Let's take another step. But here's what happens many times, guys, is we don't take a step. We just take off. We're like, I think it's this way. We just start walking. And the next thing you know, you're like way outside of the will of God. You're like, what happened? What, what did I do? It's because you, you just... You got a little bit excited. You know, you're like, but I think there's peace there. I think that's God. And you just take off to that way, to that direction. But, but the key is to take a step of faith. To take a step. You take one step and you reevaluate and, and, and you pray again. And, and you talk to the Lord again. And you hear his voice again. And you say, okay, things are looking good. Things, okay, oh, wait, wait. I don't, I don't got peace there anymore. Let me take another step back. Let me take a step back. Because many times the Holy Spirit will lead you by telling you not where, where to not go. 
Amen, somebody. Because, you know, it might be that I, 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 I think it's this way, but no, no, the Holy Spirit didn't say this way. I think it's this way, and I start to take a couple steps, and wait, wait a minute, it's not that way. And so you take a step of faith, and you take another step of faith, and sometimes that faith will look a lot like this. Staying put where God called you to be. And sometimes that's the hardest thing. Because you think if you're not doing something different, that you're not doing something for God. But many times the Holy Spirit will, will keep you in that place until you're ready or until he's ready or until, you know, he's going to call you out from that place. And it takes faith to stay where God's called you to be. And it's hard to do that sometimes. Because if you're like me, if you're not moving... You feel like you're not doing something. But in the kingdom of God, it's different. We have a built-in GPS inside of us. You know, Jesus, when he was on this earth right before he left, he said, it's, it's far better for you guys that I go so that the comforter can come, so that the Holy Spirit for come, he can come. You know, I don't know about you, but I've had this thought before to say, you know, we're living in this world that we're living in, and you think, man, if only Jesus was still walking on this earth. Man, if only Jesus was still here. I wonder what it would be like. Man, I wish Jesus was here for, to help me with this decision. But he said this. He says, it's better for you that I leave. It's, it's, it's to your benefit. It's expedient that I leave. Because if I don't go, then the Holy Spirit won't come. In other words, what he's saying is, you know, you might want me to stay here, disciples. You might want me to stay here, but let me tell you, I know what's better for you. And what's better for you is that I leave. But when I leave, I don't leave you by yourself. I don't leave you as orphans. I don't expect you to try to figure this, this life by yourself. I'm sending you my Holy Spirit. I'm sending you a helper. I'm sending you somebody that can guide you into all truth and into all righteousness. And if you have received God already, then the truth is you already have him inside of you. All you got to do is tap into him. And you don't have to know the destination. You don't have to know the address. You just got to know him and trust him because he'll take you by the hand and take you wherever you need to go. Would you please bow your heads with me and close your eyes. Father, we just thank you, God. We thank you for this awesome time in your word. Thank you for revealing to us or reminding us how important the Holy Spirit is to our lives and how he is our helper. I thank you, God, for those who are seeking direction and and just seeking your will, Lord, and just have the desire to please you and to, and to do what you've called them to do. I thank you, God, that, that they can go home today and apply these truths of your word and tap into this GPS that we have inside of us. I thank you, God, for clarity for those who are seeking your, your face and your will. I thank you, Lord, that your voice is so clear to them. 
And we just cancel all chaos. We cancel all confusion. We cancel doubt. We cancel fear in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, that you are a good God and you have good plans for us. Now, if you're here this, this, tonight, you say, you know, Daniel, I don't know if, if I can do this. I don't know if I can tap into this. I don't even know if I have peace with God. I don't even know if the Holy Spirit is inside of me. Let me tell you, that's God's ultimate and first plan for your life. Is that you would come in, in, into his family. That you would be restored with a relationship with him. He's got a plan for your life. And the first step towards that plan is to receive Jesus in your life. And I promise you that that will change your life. If you're here tonight and you say, I want to know for sure that I'm right with God and that Jesus and the Holy Spirit are inside of me. With every head bowed and every eye closed, would you just raise your hand right there where you are? I would love to pray with you. I'd love to recognize you and know that you are sure tonight that you're right with God. God bless you guys in the back. I see you. Is there anybody else tonight? Anybody else? God bless you. Amen. Let's pray together. Let's say, oh God, I thank you that you love me and you sent your only son for me to take my place, to pay for my price. And Jesus, I believe that you died for me. And I believe that you rose for me. And I receive you tonight as my Lord, as my Savior. Come into my heart. Make me new. Come rule and reign in me. And from this day forward, I will live for you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you guys so much. God bless you. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to this series. For more information, call 616-534-4923 or visit us at reslife.org.